This is season two, episode nine of Make Your Wedding a Highlight. My name is DJ Josh from Highlight Weddings and Events. My guest today is Maxine Orange from Abstract Bridal Portraits. If you're getting ready to, or already in the process of planning your wedding, you've come to the right place. DJ Josh, owner of Highlight Weddings and Events, interviews other local 30A wedding pros to offer insight about how to make your wedding a highlight. Well, hello, everyone. Thanks again for checking out the podcast. My name is DJ Josh from Highlight Weddings and Events, and I have an awesome guest today. Her name is Maxine Orange from Abstract Bridal Portraits. How are you doing today, Maxine? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Josh. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. So how's your 2021 been so far? So far, so good. It's going by really fast, but I am staying busy and got a lot of exciting things coming up. That's awesome. It's a good feeling when you always have things that you need to take care of that you actually enjoy. My 2021 is shaping up to be a pretty full year as well. And it just feels good to be able to... It's always better to be busy than to be bored. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, Because (laughs) if you're bored, then that's just not fun. It's a rewarding feeling to be able to do what you love. Absolutely. If you don't mind, would you share a little bit with the listeners about how you got to this point in your career? Okay. Well, I have always been an artist and I grew up in Alabama and have explored many different avenues in what I like to call my creative journey. Being an artist has taken me many different places. When I was in college, I told my mom I was going to switch to being an art major. She was like, oh, well, you can do that, but just make sure you're going to do something where you're going to be able to get a job. (laughs) And I always remember that because it was a very valuable piece of advice. So I took that art major and focused on graphic design and had a minor in painting that really has kind of defined who I am, surprisingly enough. After college, I moved to New York City and I worked at a magazine and I worked at a PR firm in their design department. And then I met my husband in New York, who also coincidentally is from Alabama. We just had a lot of mutual friends and crossover. But then ever since I met him, he wanted to move to California. And also the same year that I moved to New York was 2001. So I moved to New York just a few months right before 9-11 happened. Mm. So that was an interesting time to live there. When he was talking about moving away, I was like, Yeah, I've done my two years in New York. I think that's good. I would love (laughs) to go live at the beach. Uh So we moved to Huntington Beach, California. Then I got an awesome job as a graphic designer at Quicksilver Clothing Brand and did a lot of really cool stuff there and worked with a lot of amazing people. If I didn't ever have to leave there, I wouldn't have. But we had an opportunity to buy a business here in Florida being that we both grew up in Alabama, this was kind of like moving back to the South mm-hmm. where we're both from and it feels like home. So we're happy to move back this way. And as soon as I got back here, I've just made a lot of connections with all the creative community. There's so many awesome people in this area and so much inspiration with all the nature around. Over the past few years, I got more into the bridal stuff which I've always had a love for fashion. And so it's kind of tied together with that. When I do the bridal portraits, a lot of them I do on commission from photos after the wedding. 
but this past year I've started doing more live painting at weddings and I love both but the dress that's the magic something about the way that I paint the clothes on the people and it's just a magical thing so that's how I got here (laughs) what excites you about being a part of the wedding event team I really love getting to know the couple and like I said I've really just started doing the live painting at weddings this past year a lot more it's just something so special about being a part of the event and seeing it all happen and that I'm making this piece of art that they're going to have forever while the event is going on and all of the synergy that's happening and then all the guests stopping in to see how the painting is going throughout the event, the couple popping in every once in a while to see how it's going every single time at the very end, usually both, but always the groom is like, do you really have to take it with you at the end? You can be finished right now. Like I love it so much. This is like my favorite thing that's Uh happened in this whole event. That's cool. It's kind of funny that the groom always says that they're like, I'm happy with it just like that. But I always take it home with me and finish up the final touches to just be in the proper lighting in the studio and stuff. I just want to make sure that I capture all the extra details that I might not have gotten while I was there. Okay. How do you find live painting impacts your style versus if you were doing it just in a studio setting? It's a little bit more loose, which I love because when I create it in the studio, sometimes I keep going too long. I overdo it. And there's always this one point where it's perfect, just like this with the lack of details. And I wish there was like a little fairy on my shoulder while I'm in the studio that says stop right now. And I got to find that. (laughs) So being in that, it's almost like you're under somewhat of a time crunch. So it makes you be more comfortable with what you've put in for the different elements of the painting. So you can move on to the next part kind of thing, right? Yeah, and I just kind of get in the zone. It's kind of crazy how I tune out. Even though people are coming and talking to me the whole time, I just get in there and get it done. And I love being under the pressure of, I don't know why I can't do it that way while I'm in the studio. I'm like, oh, huh. I always tell people that it's going to take four to six weeks, but then when I'm at a wedding, it takes about four hours. Yeah, (laughs) It's one of those things where each wedding has its own personality and absolutely I'd imagine you can't really recreate that in a studio setting because it's more of like a controlled environment whereas when a wedding's going on you don't know what's going to happen really so it's very much more vibrant right and I love that I show up with a blank canvas and I have no idea what is going to look like at the end of the night it's scary but it's awesome No, I think that's really cool. Like you kind of become the conduit for the event in a way. Yeah, like the last one that I did, they were like, we're going to get this painting instead of a video. Nice. And I was like, oh, no pressure. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) And I have one coming up this weekend, this Saturday. And this one is the first time that it's a surprise for the bride. Oh, that's so cool. I really like it when you can infuse surprises in different things. Like a lot of times what I'll do if I have a surprise for my wife is I will either give her her surprise before her birthday because she's not necessarily expecting it or I will act like what I'm giving her on her birthday is really what I'm giving her when it's like something much, much, much cooler, much, much more extravagant (laughs) anyway. That's good. 
I love it when the proposal happens and the groom was able to get all of the family members that he wants to be a part of the proposal and they can pull off yeah. the surprise because in that case you have so many more elements or different people that know what's going on and keeping a surprise with that many people involved is even more challenging yeah i always think that's really really cool that takes a lot of planning yeah <laughs> So other than obviously the painting itself, how do you help make a couple's wedding a highlight? Just the magical synergistic feelings of me being there and capturing all of the elements of the wedding. And I might not capture every single element of the wedding. Obviously, that's hard to get everything into the one painting. But it's really special to me that this is going to be something that hangs on their wall forever and they'll remember that day through seeing my painting in their home and one special thing that i always like to do is when i deliver the painting to them i give them a little letter that has some fun pointers about marriage oh, nice. um, from my point of view because one of the things that i've always had about my art is that the imperfections create perfection. And I feel like that has an alignment to marriage. So I always like to tell them, I hope that this painting hanging in your home is a blessing and that it's a reminder to love each other for all the imperfections because the imperfections add up to perfection. That actually reminds me of, and I can't remember what it's called, but there's like this Japanese philosophy where... Wabi-sabi. Where they take the broken pot and they lay it with gold and put it back together, right? Uh, well, I don't know if that's specifically what it's called, but it's a Japanese word, wabi-sabi, is finding value in the imperfections. Okay, yeah. And well, basically what they do is if some kind of pottery piece or a jar gets broken, what they'll do is they'll put it back together and they'll use gold. Oh, cool. Because I think it's either a, they value it or it's a way to enhance the imperfection with something that is extremely yeah. valuable. So I know that I am not the perfect husband, but... There's no such thing. No, there's no such thing. But I think the way myself and my wife blend together, our imperfections mesh. And we are much better as a unit versus how we would be by ourselves. Yes, exactly. What's something else that you've created that you're particularly proud of? Well, there's a lot of things. But one thing that I did a couple of years ago was here on the Emerald Coast in Grayton Beach, about a mile out in the Gulf of Mexico, 60 feet down under the water, there's a place called the Underwater Museum of Art that was created by the Cultural Arts Alliance of Walton County and the South Walton Artificial Reef Association. And I was honored to be one of the artists that created a sculpture that now lives on the floor of the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it was a massive labor of love. And my sculpture does kind of have a connection to my artwork. I had a team of people that I worked with. Another guy came to me. His name is Maurice Hunter. He has this whole thing that's all about self-love. And so he came to me with the concept and we came up with an idea. We created a sculpture of a woman. She's in a big dress. It kind of looks like a wedding dress. 
because I love to paint wedding dresses and I like poofy dresses. <laughs> She's standing in front of a mirror, standing confidently and it's not really actually a mirror, but it looks like a mirror frame, mm -hmm. like a full length mirror. And across the top, it says love thyself. So being that I myself am a confident woman and I love myself, <laughs> it's something that I've, I'm proud of as well. And I love that that was the concept that he brought to me and we came up with something together and I'll have to send you a picture of it or you can look it up. Yeah. But the top part of her body is made of concrete and it was cast from my body from the waist up. And there's another artist in the area named Vilya Lala. She helped me with that part. And then I collaborated with some other metal worker guys and they helped me to construct the skirt out of stainless steel. And so it's all like swirls of metal around the bottom. Now I got to get scuba certified to go visit her because uh, I haven't yeah. seen her since oh, we dropped wow. her down there. <laughs> I like the contrast of the concrete and the metal together. That's a really cool idea. Yeah. Well, we had requirements of what materials we could use because it has to live in the water. It couldn't be anything that would disturb the environment. And it's actually to inspire growth in the underwater environment because the floor of the Gulf of Mexico is basically like sand flat. So now there's a lot more sea life down there. Nice. That's awesome. And the little fish can swim in and out of her skirt. <laughs> There's a lot of other awesome sculptures down there, too. So if you scuba dive, check it out. I don't scuba dive. My wife did. I think she has to get her recertification, but that sounds like fun. I actually did meet Maurice. It was at the beginning of last year, actually, because the Rising Tide Society had a... Yes. It was like a special meetup where it was basically everyone from Pensacola and even maybe Mobile all the way to Tallahassee was invited to a Pensacola meeting. And he shared about the concept of self-love. And I think cool. that's so important because Maya Angelou had said something to the effect of you can't give something that you don't have. Yep. So if you can't love yourself, then you're not in the position to be able to love somebody else. So it's, that's definitely important for just growing as a person. Absolutely. Okay. Now, even though COVID-19 is kind of waning away, I hope people are starting to get the vaccines. And I did see i think yesterday that france and germany are restricting again because they're dealing with outbreaks or something like that but how has the pandemic impacted you personally and professionally well interestingly enough in 2020 i painted at more weddings than i ever have before and oh, wow. it wasn't a ton i think there was three or four mm -hmm. but at the beginning of the year before the pandemic i stated that that was one of my goals for the year. And so I had prepared myself for getting more jobs and it actually came to fruition. Now, some of them, the dates were changed and a lot of them were smaller weddings than they originally would have been, but it was still an interesting experience. And being that I was there working, I would always wear a mask and I did it this is Florida, so it's different than right. it is everywhere else. Yeah. For whatever reason. And I just feel like I'm grateful that that happened. I mean, I'm not grateful for COVID, but mm. like there has been good things that have come out of it for sure. But I'm grateful that I had all those jobs last year and I hope that the growth will continue. 
I hope so too. I've never been a part of a wedding where there was a live painter, but I have been to a few events where one of them was a poetry open mic at the Hidden Lantern, the bookstore in Rosemary Beach. I was also at Palette and Palette one year and they have a live painter as well. And it's just really cool to just kind of see the process and what the artist comes up with. And the cool thing about the poetry open mic is there were actually two different painters. So it was very cool to see how they applied their style and created something completely unique, but it still had the same kind of vibe or energy that the night did. Oh, well, I'm sure it won't be too long before we're at one together. Yeah, I hope so. That'd be awesome. (laughs) Maxine, thank you for sharing about yourself as an artist and a wedding professional. Would you mind answering a few personal questions? Sure. Okay. Love to. First question in regards to art, do you have any advice for young and aspiring artists? That's a great question. Just start is my biggest piece of advice. If you're scared, just start. If you have a feeling that you want to explore something creative, just start doing it. Whether you're good at it or not, if it's something that you have a passion for, you're going to create your own way of doing it and continue practicing doing it in your own way. And that will define who you are as an artist. Yeah, I'm a firm believer that you're not ready until you think you're ready in anything. For instance, this podcast, if I went back and listened to my earlier episodes, I would probably cringe because I'd never done it before. Yeah, and nobody else knows that. Right, right. You know, like nobody's keeping tabs usually. And it really helps you appreciate the process of how you got to where you are versus where you started from. You can look back and really track your progression in whatever medium or element you're working in. And then you can be proud of it later. Yeah. The body of the work that you've created is an art in and of itself, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. So what did you want to be when you grew up? Probably a lot of different things. One (laughs) that I recall was an architect. Oh, nice. My parents used to own a furniture store in Montgomery, Alabama. And in the summertime, I would go there with them and take all their business cards and build little houses out of them. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) How many business cards would you put into a house? A lot. I probably wasted a lot of their business (laughs) cards. (laughs) Did you take pictures of them when you were done? Probably, but I have no idea where they are now. Uh, Okay. Okay. (laughs) But the cool thing is, is architecture is not that far off from being an artist. Um, Yeah, it's it's a a... creative thing for sure. Mm -hmm. What would you consider your happy place? My happy place. Mm -hmm. Definitely in my art studio and also my backyard. I have a beautiful backyard here in Destin that is just full of oak trees. They're like 50 years old or probably Mm -hmm. older and they're just sprawling and everything's green. And right now all the flowers are blooming and it's just really bright colors. So I love my backyard and I live in Destin. So, you know, basically like across the street from Crab Island. Nice. Um, So I can drive down the street and see turquoise water. Mm -hmm. These are all things that keep me inspired. I do a lot of different things, but I just go into my little art studio at my house and turn off the rest of the world. Mm. Okay. 
So when you're taking a break from the art studio, what do you like to do in your free time? My husband and I like to go out on our boat quite a bit. We are probably getting ready to start doing that again now that it's getting a little bit warmer. And yeah, just exploring around Destin. It's such a beautiful place to live. So exercising outside, just doing things out in nature. And we just recently went on a snowboarding trip. So that was fun. To Jackson Hole. I don't like really being in cold weather unless I'm prepared for it. So right. like when I go on a trip like that, I'm like, yes, I love this. But <laughs> when it's cold here, I hate it. I want sunshine. I'm sure people that aren't from here would be surprised to find out that it is cold, but we're like 13 hours away from Miami. And we actually yeah. do. I mean, I'm, it is nice that we have seasons, but. Yeah, I mean, we have seasons to a degree, but we don't have like snow. It's basically, you have summer, obviously. You have summer, then fall, and a little bit of winter. And that's maybe like a month, month and a half-ish. And once winter starts, it sometimes goes back into spring, and then it goes back to two or three days right back into winter. Our yeah, seasons, of the, yeah, <laughs> our weather is very odd. The middle of February. It got really, 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 really cold really quick. And then it warmed back up like nothing had ever happened. Yeah, I'm ready to be in the water. Oh, yeah. craving salt water. And it's almost to the point where getting back in the water is not going to be too chilly. Yeah. Usually, like, the beginning of May is when I will officially get in the water. (laughs) Okay, Maxine. Well, do you have any last final thoughts that you'd like to leave the listeners with before we close out the podcast? Not that I can think of, but I feel like we've hit some really good points. I agree. This is an awesome conversation. I'm really glad that I was able to have you on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you so much. My pleasure. Maybe we can do it again sometime. Sure. But before we go, would you mind sharing with listeners the best way to get in touch with you if they're interested in possibly incorporating you into their wedding event team? Absolutely. So... My website is MaxineOrange.com. On Instagram, I have two pages. One is just Maxine Orange, and the other one is Abstract Bridal Portraits. And if you go to the Abstract Bridal Portraits page, that is a portfolio of most of my work that has been all my Abstract Bridal Portrait stuff from both commissioned pieces and live painting. That's a great place to start and check everything out and you can email me at maxineorange at gmail.com all right well once again maxine thanks so much for coming on the podcast i'm glad you had a great time i did too thank you for sharing your love for your work with the listeners thanks again josh my pleasure and as always here's to the couples that are planning their weddings and here's to making those weddings a highlight Thanks for stopping by and checking out the podcast. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and leave a review. It'll help other couples just like you find it. For more resources, including our helpful blog, check highlightweddingsandevents.com. Highlightweddingsandevents.com. And make your wedding a highlight.